If you have your Bibles, we're find ourselves in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. And we're going to be looking at verses 35 through 40. Hebrews chapter 11, 35 through 40. As we continue our journey through the book of Hebrews, especially this 11th chapter. We now come, uh, when you come to the 35th verse, you come now to a transition, if you will. Previously, we know that the 11th chapter deals with uh, people of faith. You'll see the, the two words, by faith, by faith, by faith. And we've looked at uh, people like Moses and Abraham and Abel and uh, Joseph and Isaac and uh, Rahab. And uh, we can go on and on and on about those that gave us an example of what faith uh, is about. Now, when you come to the 35th verse, we see a transition. We now see that they are continuing talking about people of faith, but they're not naming them now. Find that interesting. Now, there's all kinds of speculations about that, and we're not going to get into that. But uh, what I feel, and this is just Mike's take on it, you take it for whatever it's worth, is that could it be that now we're not seeing uh, them named because that helps us and encourages us because let's just go ahead and uh, cut to the chase. Let's go ahead and get honest. Let's go ahead and get in the real world. Many of us, if not all of us in here, probably will not get our name written up and people probably will not even know who we were, but we're still faithful and God always remembers those who are faithful. Now, I like people to recognize me and all that, but it's okay if I never get in the limelight. All I'm concerned about is that I'm pleasing my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when I hear His Word say, when in my time here is over, well done in thy good and faithful servant, that's good enough for me. Okay? So in 35th verse, we're just going to read a part of this verse. And uh, as I mean, we look uh, to continue uh, going on through verse number 40. If you had to put a title on this evening's message, it would be, Then There Were Others. Then They Were Others. That uh, means us as well. Then There Were Others. Don't remember their name, but I remember what they did for the cause of Christ. I'm getting older. My body is telling me on a regular basis that I'm getting older. But I'm also not only physically getting older, but uh, now the things that I'm thinking about are not necessarily what, what happened in the past. I'm thinking more of what's to come. And I'm also thinking because uh, here recently uh, we've done a number of funerals. It seems like uh, before the, uh, the, the week passes we hear of one or two that uh, are associated with this church in some form or fashion that they're going to a funeral service. And, and, and I see how uh, people are, are talking and when they go by and all of that. And I'm starting to think more about what am I going to leave behind? What is really going to be important 
What am I going to leave to my grandchildren that's going to make a difference in their life? And I've come to realize it's not the money that I gave them, even though they get my money. It's not because of the stuff that I've left behind. What's really going to be eternal value to them is how Papa led his life and how he lived by faith. And not only did he talk it, but he walked it. And when I'm gone, they're going to be able to follow in my footsteps. That means a whole lot to me more than anything now. And I trust that's your feelings as well. It's because of our faith. What kind of faith are we setting before our children? Our young people here, and we've made mention in Sunday school class uh, that it's a shame that uh, some reason we're thinking because you reach a certain age that uh, you go ahead and you sit in your rocking chair and you, uh, you say things like, well, I've done my time here. Let someone younger take my position. Where in the world did you ever get that? We have lost in our churches those who have life experiences, those who have gone through the fiery trials, those who have stood strong for the uh, for cause of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're doing a disservice to those that are coming behind you if you have that mentality that your time is over. Let somebody else do it. Shame on you. You have something to offer. These young people over here, they're looking for someone that's going to show them how to get through the trials that they're going to be facing as well. They need someone to show them what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus Christ. They need an example that when things are getting tough and when nobody else seems to care about them and when they're going against the grain of society, they need to have an example before them that shows them this is how you walk with the Lord Jesus. This is how you do it. And this this is why we need to be conscious of the fact that we do not need to sit on the sidelines. There's too many people following us that need you and your experiences and your walk of faith to show them how to do it. That that is nowhere in my notes, but it just needed to be said. Now notice here in verse number 35. It says, women received their dead and raised to life again and others. Now here's what we're looking at tonight. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. By God's grace, these next few moments, and we're going to look at the remainder of those verses, but I'm preaching a message this evening entitled, Then There Were Others. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, we thank you as we look into your word that you'll give us understanding where we need understanding. But Lord, tonight, this passage that's set before us is one that will be easily understood. The question is, what about our application? What are we going to take from this? What do we need to understand that we need to be conscious of this evening. Lord, we're looking for revival. Lord, we're seeking revival. We're praying for revival. 
And Lord, I pray that tonight this message would help us to understand in order to have revival, you have to have some people that walk by faith. Faith that does not give up. Faith that does not want to throw the towel in. But faith even to the very end. Lord, have your way with us these next few moments. We'll give you all praise and glory for what you've done. We're going to go ahead and praise you for what you're going to do. And it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. The first thing that we see here, uh, as I may mention, there's a transition here. And the first thing is that we're going to see people who stood in their faith. People who stood in their faith. As I made mention, starting in verse number 35, we're starting to come into the unknown, the, uh, the unnamed. We do not know who these people are. Now, some of them we give indication to what they're making a reference to, but there, there's no name mentioned. And, and we see, though, the first thing is that they were tortured. Now, before we get to verse 35, those that have been main, mentioned of, we see that they're praising God because of their deliverance. Here, when you start in verse 35 going onward, we see that they're praising God, but they're praising them in their death. See, what we understand is our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ makes a difference in the way we live. But my dear friend, it also makes a difference in the way you die. And so he tells us and reminds us, but there are some that endured and there were some that escaped. Now, I don't know about you, but as we go through uh, the Scriptures, we see many times over uh, that there are those instances that we once just really don't understand. Take, for instance, here. There were some who went th uh, and uh, they saw miraculous things done in their behalf. But we also see that there were those who, because of their faith, they suffered death. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean that their faith was a little stronger than the other ones? No. But we do need to understand that it will take more faith in the way you endure. See, if you're because of your faith uh, and you, you die, uh, then you're taken care of. But those who have endured, you have to exercise faith even more so. The example that we have is Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, we understand, he had to endure because of his faith. Festus said that uh, he's out of his mind. Now, I know some of you and many uh, things have been said about you, and I'm not going to mention any names. You know who you are, but the word on the street is that you are out of your mind. They think you're a cuckoo clock. They think you've lost your mind. Well, Paul oh, said that uh, he was a fool for Christ. Uh, Festus said that he was out of his mind. But also the Jews said he deserved to die. All because of his faith. 
We can go on and see the Apostle Paul, he had to endure imprisonment. He had to be chained to a Roman soldier. Oh, he had to wake up every day thinking, this could be the day that I die. This could be the day that I die. But we see that uh, Paul endured. Of course, later on he suffered death, but he endured. And the reason why he endured is because of his faith. I got good news for you. Because of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what comes into your life, no matter what fires you have to go through, no matter what troubled waters you have to swim against, your faith will help you to endure. Amen. And then we see uh, that Paul was... But notice here it says there were others. There were others that were tortured. Now that word torture is an interesting word. The root word that that word comes from means kettle drum. Now, a kettle drum, uh, of course, is a very large uh, drum. And what they would do, because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they would stretch them out over uh, something that would look like a kettle drum. Now, a kettle drum, of course, would have the skin of the drum over that. And that's exactly what they did to those who uh, had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of their faith, they did not denounce their faith. And because of that, they would take them and stretch them out over something that was similar to a drum and would beat them. Now, let me ask you this. You might think that you're here and because of your faith, you've been persecuted. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's anybody here tonight that has been stretched over a drum and been beaten. But there are those who did that, and the reason why they did that is because they believed that if they were to die during the torture, they would have a better place they were going to go to anyway. That's what he says. He says they, they were endured, they were tortured, uh, and they were not delivered. That They did not want to be delivered. They were willing to endure the pain and endure the persecution because they understood. Now, no matter what happens to them, they were going to a place that's far better than what they had in the past. Is that the kind of faith that you have tonight? We live in a prosperous world, in a prosperous nation. Matter of fact, that's probably been the demise of the modern church. We've had it too easy. We hadn't had to sacrifice anything for our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have to worry tonight that someone's going to bust through those doors and they're going to hold guns upon us and they're going to say, okay, uh, you denounce Jesus Christ and we won't shoot you. You make a choice. See, we don't have to worry about it. But I'm telling you, there's places in the world tonight. You can go to places like Sudan, Nicaragua, uh, Honduras, other places. We're seeing that they are being persecuted because of their faith. It's last report, and in the Middle East, in Syria, there are now less than 2% believers left in Syria. Because of the Islamic, ISIS, a false religion that's telling them, if you stay, you must convert, and if you don't convert, you'll die. 
It's happening today. Now, NBC and CNN, especially CNN's not going to tell anybody about that. I can also tell you tonight in Indonesia, there are those who are, are worshiping, and when they worship, they have to be secretive about it because if they get found out, they could lose their very life. But they're not ready to denounce their faith in Jesus Christ because they understand that even if the worst scenario comes to place, they have a better place waiting for them, a place called heaven. Do you have that kind of faith? I'm telling you, I really believe with all of my heart that uh, as we're progressing and we're starting to see things unfold, there will be those that will have to make a choice between living and denouncing Christ. And then we're going to see who really is followers of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, it's easy to follow Jesus Christ in Lebanon, Tennessee. It's easy for us to praise God here because we know that we have freedoms and we're not worried about if we walk out that someone may shoot us or cut our heads off. But what would be the case? How many of us would still stick to us? How many of us would stand up and say, I will not denounce Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And if it means you cutting my head, go ahead and start cutting my head because I got news for you. You may kill the body, but you'll never kill the soul. And you need to understand that if I die here, I will be in glory because absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So I'm not afraid of the sword. I'm not afraid of the bullet to the head. I'm not afraid of being burned alive like Polycarp. Polycarp, one of the early church fathers, was being burned alive. Burned alive. And they said, you can easily get out of this if you denounce Christ. And as he was being burned alive, they said he was crying out, praise God, glory to God. Do you have that kind of faith tonight? Here. If I don't trip over the rug. <laughs> that was really a little smooth. Like. So here, notice in Daniel chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. In Daniel chapter 3, you all know the story of three Hebrew boys. Three Hebrew boys, they were praying. They were not ashamed of their faith in the Lord. And they told those three Hebrew boys, said, now you boys, you just need to go ahead and shut this up. And if you don't shut it up, we're going to throw you in the fire. They said, throw us in the fire. We're not going to bow to false gods. Oh, there's only one God, the one true living God, the Jehovah. Jehovah, Jehovah is our God. We will not denounce him. And so they took him to the furnace. And the Bible tells us in those scriptures that their faith, they were saying they were still praising him even when they were in the fire. But then, of course, we see that there was a fourth man in that furnace, and that was the Lord himself. Now, he didn't take them out of the fire, but he helped them through the fire. But because of their faith, they were not afraid because they came to realize, hey, if we get burnt up, if we die, we're going to a better place. 
We're going to be with Jesus forever and forever and forever. That's what separates us from all the other false religions in the world because they serve a dead gods, but we serve a living God. And because of our faith in Him, we are not going to bow. We are not going to reject. We're not going to be ashamed that we believe in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And so he goes and he says they were tortured. Then he goes and he makes other statements pertaining to that. Now, some were delivered, some had to endure. Now, it reminds me sometimes this is how our faith will work. Faith, we're, we're good with our faith as long as everything's going okay. But what happens when it doesn't go okay? I wonder if we could ask Stephen tonight. Stephen, you could have easily got out of that stoning. Why didn't you? He says, because my faith is not based on my circumstances. My faith is based upon my Savior. He says, uh, you know what? After that first or second stone, it really didn't hurt anymore. And he says, I knew as I was being stoned that I was getting closer to seeing Jesus. I was getting closer to seeing Jesus. What about James? James, who was martyred also for his faith. If he was to stand here and say, James, would you change your decision? He says, absolutely not. Stephen would say, absolutely not. We could go on and on to those who have suffered because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you were to talk to them tonight, would you do something different? You know, if you, if you just kind of backed off a little bit, you could have lived a little bit longer. He says, listen, man, I, haven't, I didn't start living until I became dead. I'm really living now. And that's what our faith will do for us. We'll be able to endure... Because we know we have something better waiting for us. Now, there's a song, and I've already talked to uh, Miss Libby about it. And uh, I do, uh, Rebecca gets upset with me because I keep on asking her. Now, what's the name of that song that I like? Some of you have the same type of conversations. And she says, and she keeps telling me, but all I know, it's by Natalie Thank you, because in Sunday school class, I said, Natalie Cole. <laughs> I was corrected. Natalie Grant. It talks about the wanting more. And the song goes that they want, here talking about their faith, they're wanting more. Have you come to a point in your life where you're wanting more of the healer than you're wanting your healing? Now, I've already uh, told you this story, but some of you forgot. We, we all know the issues with the eyes, and, and you know, we're not going to beat that horse. But I'm telling you, I've been praying, and many of you have told me that you're praying for the healing of my eyes, and I appreciate that. But there's, I had just one of those uh, God moments. You ever had a God moment where you're just sitting and all of a sudden you just feel His presence and He's like He's talking to you in an audible voice? 
I was in my basement where I go when I want to get away from everybody. I frequent this place quite often. (laughs) And the reason I go is because I want to get away from my family. I love my family. I love them dearly. But there's sometimes I just can't take no more and I got to go. Now, if you talk to my family, they'll say, no, it's the other way around. We send him to the basement because we can't take no more of him. So I'm down there and I'm studying and, and, I'm, and, and I'm starting to think. And, you know, I, you get in your little pity parties and say, I just can't understand. Lord, well, you're just not healing. And I'm, I'm having those moments. And then he spoke to me, not in an audible voice. I'm not hearing voices. He said, that's good, but are you going to praise me if I don't heal you? Ever thought about that? Are you still going to praise him if he decides not to heal you? That song is a wonderful song because that's where our faith, the rubber meets the road, is it not? Are we still going to praise Him? Are we still going to glorify Him even when He says no to saying, Lord, would you heal me? And He says, no, I'm not going to heal you. I thought about that. And then my first answer was, can I get back with you? Because I had to think about that. I'm just going to be honest with you. I had to do some soul searching then. Do, do, because of, is my faith, is it relying upon how he answers or is my faith in the knowledge that he is who he says he is and I recognize the fact even if he doesn't heal me and even though I have to endure and even though I may have to go completely blind, am I still praising him? Some of you have had the same questions, have you not? And it's okay. It's okay. But when, the, when it finally, you've got to get this thing nailed down. You've got to really decide, is what, what is my faith really based on? Is it based on when I ask God and God answers the way I think He ought to answer, the way I want Him to answer, or is my faith based upon the fact whatever the answer He gives me, I'm good with that. I'm still praising Him. I'm still bringing glory to His name. I'm still praising Him. And even if it means I have to lose my very life because of my faith, I'm ready to do it. Why? Because I know something's better are waiting for me. And so he goes on. We see those that because they stood in their faith, but we also see they suffered. Notice here, they said that they took beatings. Notice the word that's used there. It's the same word usage that's referred to as our, our Lord and Savior, the beating that he took before he went to the cross. Now, may I remind you what we're talking about here. We're talking about what they would uh, take as called a cat of nine tails. We're talking about some of them, there were rods that they would beat them with. Some of them, they would take whips. But some of them, cat, cat of nine tails, it would be little leather straps and they would have broken bones and, 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 cla- and sharp 
uh, woven into that leather. And when they would recall, and they would strap them on the back, and when they recall, it would chunk, uh, take hunks of flesh out. That's the type of beatings I'm talking about. And there were some, because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, took those kind of beatings. Can you imagine? Could you imagine that your, that your flesh being ripped out? Can you imagine the, the pain and the anguish that they're experiencing? By the way, that's exactly what happened to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the reason why he took that beating is not because he deserved a beating. It's not because of anything. The only reason he took that is because he took it for you. And he took it for me. The Bible here is quite clear on the beating that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would, took. And he took it because of us. And I started thinking, do you think that thought would run by those who are being persecuted and the reason why they're able to endure what they're enduring is because they said, hey, my Lord took a beating like this, and He took a beating for me. I believe I can take a beating for Him. Is that kind of faith that you have tonight? Church, is that the kind of faith that we have tonight? And so there were those who suffered uh, in anguish because of the beatings that they were receiving, all because they would not denounce their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But then... We see in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 3, he goes on and tells us that there were those who were in bonds, in chains. Many of those, uh, Paul was one of those, that were chained, uh, their feet and their hands were chained. Many of them were chained like that for years. And the only reason why... Because David did not denounce their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 3, it said to remember those that are still in bonds. Remember those that are still in chains. Because, paraphrasing here, they're a part of the body. And if a member of the body is in chains, so we are as well. That's what the scriptures tells us. See, we have brothers and sisters that we've never met that are being imprisoned because of their faith in the Lord Jesus. We have brothers and sisters in faith that are taking beatings. There are brothers and sisters that are losing their heads because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that we do not have a monopoly on God. If they've trusted in Jesus Christ and they've accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, they're a part of the family. And remember we've talked about if one member is hurting, the whole body hurts. I'm telling you, we ought to be hurting tonight because we have brothers and sisters that probably are more faithful than we are that are living in conditions that you're not even realizing what they're going through and we need to understand that they are our sisters and our brothers and because of that not only do we need to be praying for but we also need to be encouraging and lifting them up all because of our faith Christianity is taking a beating 
In Bethlehem, those of us who've been to Israel, Bethlehem, they're now, the last report I got, is around 2 to 5% Christians left. The other ones have left because of persecution. ISIS now is on the border there in Lebanon. We now see they're having problems in Gaza. Iran has already said numerous times that it is their desire to wipe Israel completely off the map. They are now sharing tenors. Why, why do they hate them so bad? Because of their faith. I'm telling you, we need to wake up and we need to realize how good we really have it. We're not persecuted like that. We're persecuted when somebody cusses us out. Now, I'll have to tell you this story while we're talking about being cussed out. It happens on a regular basis around here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> sort of. Uh, no. And there was a, a gentleman who came to the office. I just happened by God's divine intervention. I was not in the office at the time. So Chris had to handle this young man. And he was upset because somebody on a Monday night came to his house Left him a flyer, wasn't even at home. Left him a flyer. There, uh, one of his children uh, had uh, been coming uh, to a particular Sunday school class. And they just dropped by and just said, hey, we've missed you in Sunday school. Uh, hope to see you on Vision Sunday. And uh, basically that's all they said. They left the flyer on the door and they went off. He was, in, he was enraged that somebody would come to his house inviting his family to church. He'd never heard of a church doing something like that. I'm telling you the truth. And then he proceeded to tell us the, he, he was a member of a church. I'm not going to call the church out a piss of pagan. Uh, but... Uh, And he said he had never heard of someone coming and knocking on his door. Now, we could say, and Chris did for about two or three days after that, he says, I've been persecuted. I've been persecuted. I've been persecuted. I've been persecuted. <laughs> he didn't say that. He thought that, but he didn't say that. And I'm thinking, that's not persecution. That's not persecution. These people, the others, that we do not have any names attached to, because of their faith in Jesus Christ, they suffered tortures. And then the Bible goes on and says, they, found they, were, they were afflicted and they were in sheep skins and goat skins. That's making reference to because of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, everything, their food, their clothing, their housing, everything was taken away from them. And they had to wonder. They had to become nomads. Why? Because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Do you have a faith like that? Do you have a faith that someone came to your house 
and told you that if you do not denounce your faith in Jesus Christ, you're fixing to lose everything? Is that the kind of faith you have? That's the kind of faith that the Bible talks about. And that's the faith that we need to have as well. We don't need to have our faith resting upon what takes place in our lives, how good or how bad that we have it. We don't need to have have a faith that says, you know what, I'm praising Him and, and I'm giving Him all glory if I don't get my healing. But that's the type of faith that God recognizes and God will honor. I'm starting to learn the older I get that this stuff right here is fading away. It's fading away. I'm also recognizing the fact that I'm starting to get a little detachment from this old world. Things that I used to really get excited about really don't excite me anymore. I am a Florida Gator fan. When you get right with God, you'll be one too. Just saying. Orange and blue, those are the colors of heaven. I'm just... And I used to really be, oh, man, I get up. My son called me and he said, Dad, who's winning the ball game? Yeah, this was yesterday. I said, what ball game? He said, Florida's playing Kentucky. And I said, no, I didn't even know they were playing. Now, I'm telling you, I used to get fired up with basketball, especially when we were in championships and all that. I I get fired up about it. I said, Mike, I didn't even know they were playing. He said, Daddy, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm just, it just, that doesn't drive me. I said, man, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I got my mind on Sunday. I got my mind on vision day. And then I ripped into him because he hadn't been attending church like he ought to be attending to. (laughs) By the way, Florida did win the game. Just thought we'd throw that in. But I'm finding myself that those things that used to attract me really don't attract me anymore. And I'm not saying this to say, look at me. Please understand. I'm saying this because it's true. I look more forward to being with you than I do any silly basketball game. I don't care if they win the championship or they don't win the championship. I don't care if they have a winning season or don't have a winning season. All I know is those things don't really drive me. What drives me now is I get to come to this church and I get to be with God's people and I get to see what God's up to. That's where our faith lies in, does it not? The things of this world would glow dimmer. And I believe they grow dimmer is because we're getting closer to going home. So here, as we're closing, we see that he said that there were some that were sawed in half. Isaiah was sawed in half because of his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But then we go on and see that he talks about others. And when you go to Washington... Washington, D.C. has a monument to the unknown soldier. 
Maybe some of you have been there. But also if you go to Arlington Cemetery, you will find the tomb of the unknown soldier. And there's, of course, changing of the guard. There's always someone there. Millions of people go. Do not know the name of that soldier. But we recognize the fact that because he loved his country, he was willing to give the ultimate sacrifice so that you and I could go free. Don't know his name, but we know what he did. There is a monument, if you will, to those that are unnamed and who we do not know. But because of their act of faith, we know what they did. Also reminds me that we have a Savior. Now, we can go to His grave, and that grave is empty. But as you look into that empty tomb, you recognize that Jesus was there, but on the third day, He rose in victory. And He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible goes on and tells us one day He's coming back. Even now come Lord Jesus. Wouldn't it be the wildest thing that on Friday night He decides to come at the end of the Bible conference? (laughs) And as we're going up, we'll say, that's the last preaching we'll hear. And it will be. But what we're fixing to get into is worship for all eternity. And the only reason why we're going to be a part of that is because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the question for you tonight is, how strong is your faith? How strong is your faith? Only you can answer that question tonight.